Thank you for tuning into my podcast once again. And please, if you're able to support in some way the work that I do, I'm very appreciative. And I thank you for all those who have already done that. And if you like these podcasts, please pass them on to others as well. I've titled this podcast, Heaven is Real, Hell is Real. It seems to me that there are many people, both in the church, but certainly perhaps more in the world, who think that these eternal realities are not real, but some sort of fairy tale that gives us something to guide our life by or even govern our life by. And it seems to me also that the upcoming Synod on Synodality in October is not talking about these important things of the faith and what we are taught from the gospel, but seeing, seeming to make to want to make the church more like the world. And in that sense, I find too that what I've read in the document for the Synod, although I haven't read it all because I find it rather perplexing, in the, the working document, it doesn't seem to talk about the truths of the faith, but rather it tends to buy into the perception of the church that many people have out there in the world. And that is that we're only interested in rules and dogma and doctrine and anything that might curb a person's freedom or pleasure. I wish deeply, and maybe you do too, that these people who are guiding the Synod and the world out there generally knew the real story, what we really believe and what we really do. One of the most liberating aspects of our Catholic faith is the view it gives us of the human person. We could spend hours on this in many podcasts, but let's just take a quote from Benedict XVI, from his homily that he gave at the beginning of his ministry as Pope. Among many wonderful things, he said, quote, Each of us is the result of a thought of God. Each of us is willed. Each of us is loved. Each of us is necessary. Each of us is the result of a thought of God. Each is willed, loved, and necessary. End of quote. We could reframe that by saying, each of us is valuable to God. Each of us is known personally and intimately to God. Our existence is not random. Our future is certain. So then, to turn it around to us, the gospel parables we hear today ask of us, what is your life in Christ worth to you? How valuable is Christ to you? How much does God matter to you if you matter so much to him? Do you love God's word more than gold and silver, as we hear in the psalm of today's Mass? Would you, like the characters in the Gospel today, sell all that you have in order to possess the kingdom he promised to us? If God were to grant you any wish, would you follow Solomon's example in today's first reading 
asking not for a long life or riches, but for wisdom to know God's ways and to desire his will. I wish all of those who are not at Mass with us on Sunday would know that ultimately our Catholic faith is not about philosophy or ideas. They are helpful and needed to express the beauty and the mystery that has been given and revealed to us. But rather our faith, our beliefs, our liturgy is about a person. It is an encounter a love story, an event. This encounter with Christ, speaking to us in the Gospels, really present in the sacraments, abiding in his church, not only makes us Catholic, but reveals to us who we truly are. We begin to know that we are made for love, since we are created in the image of God, who is total and creative love. When we know all this, we can confidently and truthfully turn our attention to the third parable of the Gospel reading, how it will be at the end of time. Our Lord says the angels will appear and separate the wicked from the just to throw the wicked into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. Heaven is real. It is the place for all those who have freely chosen to love God, because God will never force anyone to be in heaven. The human person must freely and actively choose it. Hell is real. It exists. And it is the consequence of refusing to love God, and it has no end. To die in mortal sin without repenting and accepting God's merciful love means remaining separated from God forever by a free choice. To do this means that the human person has chosen an existence of self-exclusion from the love of God. And notice that expression the Catechism uses, self-exclusion. God does not condemn someone to hell. The human person has chosen to be there and has rejected God. But God wishes that no one goes to hell and he does not predestine anyone to go there. But it's still possible to end up in heaven. Sorry, it's still possible also to end up in hell. That's why the Church prays formally and officially in the canon of the Mass, and you've heard this prayer, I'm sure. Father, accept this offering from your whole family. Grant us your peace in this life. Save us from final damnation and count us among those you have chosen. We truly need both sides of this picture. We need to know how precious we are to God and how much he loves us. At the same time, we need to know that he has entrusted us with the treasure of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, with the treasure of the Church, 
with the treasure of the faith. And yet how easy it can be to let that treasure go or to let it slip away gradually. So we pray in the collect of this Sunday's Mass that God the Father would bestow through Christ the abundance of his mercy upon us, that we might live among and with the things of this world that pass away, so as to hold fast to what endures to eternal life, eternal life with the Blessed Trinity, with all the saints and angels in heaven. May the Lord grant to us a greater desire for heaven and a greater hatred for our sins and for sin generally. Laudato Jesus Christus.